Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and thanks for joining us here at AutoLine Daily. Later on in the show, we'll get to some of your questions and comments, but now let's get to the news. Looks like Ford is not the only automaker to miss its hybrid EPA ratings in the real world. The Honda Accord Hybrid misses it by a mile, according to Consumer Reports. CR was impressed with Honda's hybrid, but says it averaged 40 miles per gallon instead of the 47 rating that it carries. Consumer Reports also panned the Subaru XV Crosstrek Hybrid, saying it was only able to average 2 mpgs more than the non-hybrid version. And for the first time I can ever remember, Consumer Reports had positive things to say about diesels. The magazine was impressed with the Grand Cherokee diesel, especially its fuel economy, which averaged 6 mpgs better than the gasoline V6, and it also tested the BMW 328D. Even though its 0-60 time is slower than the gasoline version, and it's a bit noisier, the magazine praised the fuel economy of the turbo diesel, which averaged 35 miles per gallon. Speaking of diesels, they are being blamed for high levels of pollution in Europe and other places. But a new report from the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe says diesels are really not the main problem. Health experts are concerned about unburned particles of hydrocarbons, generally referred to as PM2.5 or PM10. That stands for particulate matter that are only 2.5 or 10 micrometers in size. These fine particles can be breathed in and embed themselves on people's lungs, which can cause cancer. But the UN report says that 83% of PM2.5 and PM10 emissions come from sources other than diesels. And I'd point out that U.S. diesel emission standards for passenger vehicles mean that diesels are now as clean as gasoline engines. And the Euro 6 emission standards, which go into effect this year, bring Europe standards on a par with U.S. standards. Hey, we're seeing a bit of a changing of the guard at Ford Design. Martin Smith, who's 64 years old and who has been running Ford's European Design Studios, will retire in another month. He's going to be replaced by Joel Piskowski, 45, who had been running Ford's Asia-Pacific Studios and its Global Advanced Studios. Piaskowski started his career at General Motors, moved over to Hyundai, then ran Mercedes-Benz's Advanced Studio in California before going to Ford. I say, remember this name, because this guy is going places. Have you ever wondered what a street-legal four-passenger version of the Delta Wing race car would look like? Neither did we, but apparently the folks over at Delta Wing did. The company just released this one and only wild-looking image of a street-legal passenger version of the car. Delta Wing's performance targets are 0 to 60 miles an hour in about 6 seconds, 130 mile an hour top speed, and up to 70 miles per gallon when using a small displacement four-cylinder engine that only produces between 85 and 110 horsepower. 
Delta Wing wants to partner with or license its technology to a major automaker instead of building it independently and sounds to us that any OEM with a cafe problem might be interested. Hyundai just pulled the wraps off a new large flagship luxury sedan for the Korean market it will introduce later this year. It's codenamed AG. The exterior design is another example of the automaker's fluidic sculpture 2.0 design language. And other than the fact that it's front-wheel drive, we don't know much else about the car. But we do find the name interesting. In Germany, AG is the equivalent of incorporated, like Daimler AG, BMW AG, or Audi AG. Maybe we're reading too much into this, but how interesting that Hyundai's flagship luxury car is codenamed AG. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Sonata from Hyundai. You already know that you can listen to AutoLine's industry insight in places like YouTube and Stitcher, but did you know that you can also listen to it live in your car? It's simple. Just pair your smartphone with your vehicle's Bluetooth connection or plug into the aux jack. Then navigate to AutoLine.tv using your phone's browser. Find the show you want to hear and click play just like you would on your computer. This is AutoLine After Hours with John McElroy. It's that easy. Never be disconnected from AutoLine's top-notch insider information with AutoLine on the go. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Boy, I set off something of a firestorm with my comments on Tuesday about how bad television coverage is of motor racing. We got all kinds of comments and emails including this one from Alex Barnett in Canada. John, you mentioned how bad the TV coverage of the Indy 500, which I watched, and NASCAR 600, I just can't watch anymore. And I agree completely about the coverage. But you missed commenting on the other big race of the day, the Monaco Grand Prix. In Canada, we get the BBC British coverage. It was a great race with incredible backdrops and in-car camera and telemetry work. All with no commercials and not once did I hear boogity, boogity, boogity. Well, Alex, I didn't include my F1 coverage in my rant because it was starting to go a little bit long. But you're right. The F1 coverage is a lot better. Here in the U.S., we get F1 coverage via NBC Sports, which uses David Hobbs, Steve Matchett, and Lee Diffie. They do a commendable job, but we still get a few commercial interruptions and miss a lot of the action. Also... They seem to feel the need to explain the qualifying procedure every single time. I don't know of any other sports coverage where the rules of the game are explained every single game. And why is it that in every other sport, it's the pace of the sport that dictates when a commercial break comes, whereas motor racing is the only one where the sport is interrupted for a commercial break. AC wants to know, John, why are you so negative about electric cars and Tesla in general? It's like you want them to fail. Nah, that's not true. I actually like electric cars. Go read my review of the Chevy Spark EV in the seat time section of our website. It's pretty positive. Here's my problem with electrics. They are being mandated into existence. They are being showered with all kinds of government subsidies to build them, to sell them, and to charge them. 
There is very low natural demand for these vehicles in every market in the world. And so every car company that makes EVs is losing money on them. And I'm completely against government mandates that force car companies to lose money. Rick may have come up with one of the better ideas I've heard of in a long time. Forget heated seats and steering wheels. Here in Oklahoma, we need air-conditioned steering wheels during our hot summers. Sometimes you need oven mitts in order to touch anything inside the car. I love that idea. So, okay, all you product planners out there in the audience, which one of you will be the first to the market with a cool-to-the-touch steering wheel? A bunch of you wrote in after the AutoLine This Week we did with the color experts. I wish we could have answered all your questions, but I think MJB sort of hit the nail on the head. This could be viewed as a chicken and the egg discussion. Do people drive bland cars because that's all the dealers stock, or do dealers only stock bland colors because that's what most people end up choosing? Well, there's no question that dealers like to buy safe colors. That is, popular colors like black, white, and silver. They don't want to be stuck with burnt orange or lime green that sits on the lot for months. But you can't blame dealers for the bland color problem. Even in countries like Germany and Japan, where buyers mostly order their cars instead of buying them off the lot, the most popular colors are black, white, and silver. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We truly like reading through them all, even if we can't answer them all. And before we go, don't forget that AutoLine After Hours tonight will feature Monty Kerr, the chief engineer on the Toyota Camry. Here's your chance to get an insider's view of developing the best-selling car in the American market. Of course, if you can't watch it live, you can always catch it later on our website, at the iTunes store, or on our YouTube channel. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for making us a part of your day.